Alex Ovechkin's thoughts on Spencer Carberry? I discuss next on Locked On Cavs. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. In today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about a player that I'm hearing a lot more buzz about that the Capitals fans and, and just to keep your eye out for is Hardy Hamen Octel. Uh, from the Swedish League. Uh, is he going to be poised to be helping the Hershey Bears or the Capitals at any point soon? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about Ovechkin uh, and his thoughts on Orloff and uh, you know his disappointment that he didn't ultimately end up back with the Capitals. And then Ovi on Spencer Carberry. And that is where we will start today. As we know, the Capitals did not get the result that they were looking for last year as they missed the playoffs for the first time in quite some time. So what is one of the first things that took place at the conclusion of the season is this is the story that I'm being told anyway. And that's when, you know, said in the media is that Peter Laviolette approached uh, Brian McClellan and said that he wanted to cut ties with the team. And uh, Brian McClellan said, that's good. You know, it's amicable. We were going to think about parting ways with you too. So I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I think there was frustration on Peter Laviolette's part. I think there was frustration with Brian McClellan and Ted Leonsis and the ownership on where the caps were, that they missed the playoffs for the first time in quite some time. So what is one of the things that GM Brian McClellan did is he signed Spencer Carberry, a coach that is familiar to the Washington Capitals organization as he was a coach uh, for the Stingrays. He was a coach for the Hershey Bears. He was a coach for the Providence Bruins. This guy has some a lot of experience, some of it assistant coaching, some of it head coaching, but he has zero head coaching experience in the NHL. Uh, just, uh, you know, gauging and sussing up what kind of player I or a coach I think that Spencer Carberry is. I think he will do just fine at the NHL level, being that he has killed it at every stop and every spot along the way. He's excelled and done the best of the best. He was an assistant coach with the Toronto Maple Leafs last season and had the number two power play in all of the NHL. That is a pressure cooker up in Toronto. So for him to get those kind of results in Toronto and his familiarity with the Caps, I think that this is a win, win, win. High five, Brian McClellan, if you are here. So let's just talk about Ovechkin. He is the captain of this team and will remain so for at least the next three years or he'll be on the active roster. I don't see them taking away his captainship of, away from him, but we know that right now that Alex Ovechkin is the captain of the team. And what were his thoughts 
on the Spencer Carberry promotion or the addition to this team. Uh, one of the things that he said is, we already knew him. We have a great relationship, Ovechkin told the Russian newspaper. I was happy with this hiring. We all know him, and he knows many of the guys on our team who had previously played in Hershey. I don't think we should expect any problems. I don't. The one thing I do know about Spencer Carberry is that every thumbnail, every still picture I see, he's an intense guy. Veins are sticking out of his head, out of his neck. He's grimacing. He's into what he does. I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to bring the passion when it comes to Capitals hockey. The coaching staff has changed by 90%. Our power play will be different. Perhaps the penalty kill and the systems as a whole too. The first month of training camp will be very important in that regard. Yes, I do think that this team is going to have a totally different look. As we know, it's not Blaine Forsyth out there running the predictable power play that he had done in the past. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he gets it all dialed in. Um, I know that one thing, just talking about briefly about the power play, is that if it's not operating the way it should be, that Spencer Carberry is going to get involved. I know that that's generally not something that a head coach does, but being that that is one of his strong suits, you got to know that he's going to hold um, the coach of that responsible. One of the things that Ovechkin was also talking about is his optimism for next year. What is one of the things that we knew about the Caps last season as they were plagued by a myriad of different injuries? And um, uh, I think that the Capitals are already going to be in a better position if some of these key players can be in the lineup. Uh, talking about Nick Backstrom, who missed the first 42 games after the hip resurfacing procedure. Tom Wilson, who was also sidelined for 42 games following his ACL surgery. And John Carlson, who was out for 36 games with a skull fractured and severed temporal artery after missing six with a lower body injury. And then, of course, we know that Connor Brown was dealt uh, or he is no longer a Washington capital. So um, I think just the biggest pieces there is the coaching staff. Spencer Carberry, that's a big thing, and his assistants that are underneath him. Uh, but then also the other things, Nick Backstrom, Tom Wilson, John Carlson, some of the key foundational pieces of this team on paper will be back in the lineup. Um, again, injuries could always happen, but as I record this in August, they are slated to be on the team game one, that is a reason for optimism for me. Last season, we were hammered by injuries, Ovechkin said. Both Backstrom and Wilson returned only in the middle of the season. It was hard after the return. It takes time to adapt, but now I think everything will be fine. We will enter the season in optimal shape. The main thing is that everyone is healthy. Uh, just taking about oh, looking at Ovechkin, he is never a guy to make excuses for himself. As we know, he is continuing to march towards Wayne Gretzky and at some point pass him. Ovechkin had 75 points, 42 goals, 33 assists in 73 games last season. It was the forwards' 13th 40-goal season, passing Wayne Gretzky for the most in NHL history. He enters this season second on the NHL goals list with 822 trailing Gretzky by only 72. That is within, you can see that down the football field. It's not as far away as it once felt. But uh, Alex Ovechkin, you know, eating a steady diet of humble pie, even at with who he is as a player, said, I still don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I want to be able to, to, to pass Gretzky, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. So 
I think he'll have, he'll be able to do it. It's the, what's key for Ovi is staying healthy. Uh, Ovi, who turns 38 on September 17th, said his preparation for the season is going the way it should. There are still two months before the start of the off season or the se- new season. Rather, I will go into training camp at less than 100%, somewhere between 60%, so that later I can get in shape at camp during the season. He said that he always kind of comes into camp at about 60%, you see the rigorous uh, training regimen that he takes in with his trainer over in Russia, sometimes tying weights around his waist and running up hills. The guy brings the intensity. I have no doubt in my mind that uh, Alex Ovechkin is going to show up in peak condition. He says 60. I say he shows up at more at 80%. Uh, I think he's just being, you know, a, a little bit humble, shall we say. The Capitals 35, 37, and 10 finished sixth in the Metro Division and 12 points behind the Panthers for their second wild card into the playoffs from the Eastern Conference. They failed to qualify for the playoffs for the first time since 2014 and announced Laviolette's departure on April. 14th. Uh, we know that Lavi got a new deal uh, with the Rangers. Best of luck to him. That is a pressure cooker uh, for him as well as New York uh, is always uh, really passionate about their teams as well. Um, I guess I don't really think that, uh, you know, the Rangers had as poor of a season as everyone thought, but I just think that, you know, it's the knee jerk reaction to is to, uh, to fire the coach. And that is why they ushered in Peter Laviolette. Washington on July 1st signed Ford Max Patch ready to a one-year uh, deal two million contract plus two million more with an incentives and Joel Edmondson. So um, just getting back here to Ovechkin and his confidence in Spencer Carberry. I am confident in Spencer Carberry. Uh, this piece was in NHL.com, um, and there is reason for optimism. What is the biggest reason for optimism is his familiarity with the team. He knows it, and he hasn't been like a, a meh coach. He hasn't been a mediocre coach. He has destroyed it at every step up the ladder he's taken. And I think that the next step for him is going to be taking this Caps team where it needs to go to finally make them the competitive team. And despite the fact that it is an old team, despite the fact that they're missing key acquisitions, at least now that I talk about it here in August, um, that they're still going to make a valiant effort uh, to be a competitive team in the Metro Division and in the NHL uh, at large. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about Alex Ovechkin on his former countryman and teammate Dmitry Orlov. What were his thoughts on him? We'll talk about it straight ahead. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on Super Bowl winner, you get a bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team in the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So even if it's a game that you're not that into, if you have a little bit of money on the game, it makes watching the games that much more exciting. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Check it out today. 
All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube as I have a lot of great guests lined up for you this summer and not to mention training camp isn't that far away. So subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. All right, in this next segment here, we are going to talk about Alex Ovechkin and his thoughts on Dmitry Orlov. What were his thoughts about him not returning to the Capitals? And ultimately, I wish Dmitry Orlov nothing but the best. I really do. I think that um, I, I think that ultimately the Capitals were hoping for him to come back to this team. As we know, he got dealt out to Boston. And then in the offseason, he signed a new deal uh, in Carolina with the Hurricanes there. So it's going to be interesting to see how he how he plays there and one of the things that I'll talk about in this piece here is that he said there weren't a lot of offers you think there would have been a lot of offers what is one of the things that we knew about Dmitry Orlov was that um he did not want to come back to this team initially um you know before uh the trade deadline because he was seeking like a six or seven year deal but as it turns out the playing field is totally different uh, in the NHL right now, and he didn't get that long term of a deal. But he, like he'll talk about in this piece here, that uh, there you sign short deals. It's not all about six, seven year deals now. That's just not the way things are done traditionally. Of course, Tom Wilson did it, but I think that Tom Wilson's a bit of an exception there. But in any event, what were Alex Ovechkin's thoughts on his former teammate and countryman, Dmitry Orlov? For me, just my thoughts on him. A great guy, a guy that I followed uh, his playing career, his entire career. Um, I know that the Caps need some change, but if they could have found a way to have him come back, I wouldn't have been that upset, but that was not the case. Uh, but Ovi's thoughts on him being that he spent so much time with him. Uh, Ovechkin was asked about Orlov's two-year deal with the Canes on Wednesday. Uh, he said, too bad he didn't sign with us, Ovi said, to match TV and translated by Google Translate. Again, this is a business. Someone comes, someone goes. Ovechkin, that he was happy with his longtime friend and got he, what he believed was a good contract. The Capitals have had made only two uh, moves to try to improve their team, signing Patch Reddy and Joel Edmondson. And taking a look at it, and what were the Canes' thoughts on it? Orloff would go on to sign a two-year pact with the Hurricanes worth 7.75 mil. Uh, we felt that Dimitri was the best available defenseman on the free agent market. Carolina general manager Don Waddell said in a press release, a press release, he is a versatile player with a lot of offensive upside, and his signing only strengthens our defensive group heading into next season. I do think that the Hurricanes are going to be one of the teams to be reckoned with in the Metro. If you can look back, you know, years ago, uh, they weren't that great. But the last handful of years, the Hurricanes have been really good. Orloff was open about free agency process and how it took a toll on him. He had spent much of the offseason in D.C. working out with Kuzi. It's been a stressful month because I didn't know where I might be. Thank God it's over. Now I understand that I will play with the Hurricanes for the next uh, two seasons. Good team. That's why I chose it. I hope I have two good years ahead. Uh, in regards to the options he had, he said, not that many. He said, if you look at the market, all the contracts are quite short. He said, teams only have some free money. You think that, you know, if he had had that knowledge, 
Would he have wanted to stay with the Capitals? Would he have been more fl- flexible? Would he have told his agent, I know I want a six or seven year deal. It's just not the playing field. Listen, I think the playing field has changed um, since fr- uh, the trade deadline and free agency. In between those spans of time, I think the playing field has changed. You don't see a lot of long-term deals. There are some, like I talked about, if you take a look at Tom Wilson's deal, but those are more the exception, uh, not the rule. So uh, an interesting thing there for the Capitals and for the Hurricanes, a team that has gotten a lot better. It is going to be tough for uh, some of the teams in the Metro Division to complete to compete with the likes of the Hurricanes that uh, you know are just stamping their name. Uh, you take a look at the big moves that the Penguins made, signing Carlson, and you take a look at Orloff getting added to the Hurricanes. Um, it just draws into question a lot of different things about how the Capitals will fare. Uh, as I record this in August, I don't want to discount the Capitals. I don't think they're out of it by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think. It is going to be an uphill battle, make no mistake about it. That is why I am hoping between now and the start of the season that some big moves await. Uh, I know that we hear, you know, I'm doing what I can do and it's for me, get it done. If you got to move out a big piece to get a big piece, I'm all about it as long as it's an upgrade. That's the way that Brian McClellan needs to look at it. That's the way that Capitals fans need to look at it. So even if it's a player that you've grown near and dear to you and hold in high regard, if they move it for the greater good, then at the end of the day, can you really be against it? I don't think you can. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about a player that's kind of showing up on the radar. As I research this show, I hear his name popping up more and more often. I'm talking about Hardy Haman Octel. What kind of player is he? We'll talk about that coming up. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about a player from the Swedish Hockey League, uh, Hardy Hamen Octel. And if I'm not nailing that perfect, you'll have to forgive me. But it is a name that is popping up on the radar of different uh, uh, publications that I've seen. I saw this in The Athletic. I saw this on different websites about a player that you should look for on the Capitals in the future. Um, And as we take a look at what kind of player is, this was a piece that was in um, The Athletic where they were talking about the five best pro hockey players not in the NHL. Signed by the Caps and likely to see NHL action soon, Actel was drafted uh, by the Nashville Predators in 2016. He didn't progress in a typical fashion during his post-draft season and drifted until the light went on in 22-23. For a player in bloom this late, he is 25, is unusual, but it does happen, and there's a lot to like with this player. He is six foot four, 198 pounds, and plays in all situations. The SHL is an excellent league, and he plays a physical game and will get every chance to impress as on a Caps team that is looking for long-term solutions. Um, And I think that, is it going to be something where he is going to help this team next year? Probably not. But this, these are some of the names, kind of periphery names that are on the outliers that you should pay attention to because we know about the known names in Hershey. We know about McMichael and LaPierre, but there are other players in the organization that might be able to come in 
and help this team sooner than later. The key indicator for Octel is his even strength outscoring in the SHL last season. While on the ice for his team, uh, he had 71% goal share. While Octel was at rest, the club scored 54% of even strength goals. Washington is in a period of transition and has some impressive candidates ready to step in. So a name to pay attention to. Um, again, put it on your radar as a player that might uh, be ready to help this team in the future. Uh, this happened to the Capitals. He is a defenseman that the Capitals signed to a one-year, two-way entry-level contract for seven hundred and seventy-five thousand on the big team, eighty-two thousand five hundred for the AHL team. Senior Vice President General Brian McClellan announced. Um, I think that he has a good upside. The six foot three, two hundred twenty pound defenseman led his team ranked second on the team in assists and points, and tied for third among SHL defensemen in points. Uh, the Swede native had seven points, three goals, four assists, and recorded a plus six in eighteen playoff games after helping his team capture the SHL championship for the second time in three years in 151 SHL games in his home team there, he has recorded 63 points, 17 goals, 46 assists. So I think that he is poised to help this team in the short to midterm time range. Um, and it is a player that, you know, I hadn't heard about a lot, but I'm hearing more and more about uh, as we get closer to training camp. And I think there is a lot more buzz out there right now because we know that this team is trying to improve and they haven't made any big moves so far. It's Pacioretty and Edmondson and really nothing else. So are there players within the organization that will be able to help this team. As I talked about, he was originally drafted by the Preds in the fourth round, 108th overall in the 2016 NHL draft. And I have reached out to uh, Locked On NHL prospects. As those guys are a wealth of knowledge. And if I'm able to orchestrate them coming on, I will have them come on for a segment and talk to you about him. Because I do think that uh, he has a good potential to help this team. Again, probably not going to be this season. I'm going to go ahead and say not this next season. Maybe the season after that. I guess it is all just uh, depending on where he is positioning himself to be. Uh, but uh, when you take a look at these kind of players and why they pop up is, again, um, unless Brian McClellan goes out and, and swings for the fences and gets a big-name player, which I don't really know who would fit that bill at this point. Most, most of the biggest names are already off the market. You know, Carlson went to Pittsburgh and, you know, Debrinket got dealt. So there are not a lot of big marquee names left out there. So it is going to be interesting if he does make a move, who is that going to be? Um, and I think we're at the point of just what's available, just taking a look at free agents, that it's going to be a mid range or mid-level acquisition. I don't think there is any name that is just going to be, wow, these caps uh, are real going to be real contenders next season. Look out because they signed this player. Uh, I just don't think there are a lot of those type of players left on the market. Um, so the Capitals have really got to hope that what they did in the offseason and what they have down with the Bears, with the Stingrays, with these prospects that are in the wings, that it is going to be enough to help this team. 
you know, is it going to be enough to help this team next year or is it going to be in future years? Uh, it's going to be a bit of a waiting game. But ultimately, I am optimistic about uh, the Capitals as far as prospects are concerned. Even if they don't get the season that they're looking for next year, I know that this team will be good in years to come. It's just there's a lot of players that are just saying, I'm ready. And if it's not this year, it's next year. Uh, so that I think that the arrow is, you know, really pointing up. Um, so there are some questions as I go into next season about where I think the Capitals will be. And if you're an everyday or, you know, I've spoke of that with everything is as game one. So you got Backstrom, you got Wilson, you got uh, all the big players, plus the additions of Patch Ready, Nedmanson and everything. If it was to start as is right now, I'd say the Caps are a wild card team. There are just too many teams that have got that much better that I think that uh, to a certain extent, even before you know we get on the ice in the first preseason game, the Caps are kind of the underdogs. I'm going to go ahead and say that. So I would love to be proven wrong. I would love for them to go straight to the top of the Metro division because what are some of the things that we know? Sometimes the best laid plans go to waste. If I can switch over to baseball for a brief moment here, take a look at the Mets. They far outspent the Nationals, and look at where they're at. Um, if you take a look at the Padres, uh, a team that always spends a lot of money, and on paper you look at it and you go, yeah, that's pretty good. The Padres never win World Series, very rarely. Um, so, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes things on paper look good. The Hurricanes look like a team to be reckoned with, you know, with the acquisitions that they made in the offseason. And, and the Penguins, they look on paper like they should be great teams. But like I said, best laid plans sometimes get uh, go to waste, right? So um, I don't always necessarily know that, you know, you made a big move. Is it going to translate to actual wins in the win column? Is it going to translate to your team being good? It looks like it is, but will that be it in actuality? Or will the Capitals be this team like, you shouldn't have never discredited us because we're coming and we're coming for the top of the Metro. I guess it only remains to be seen. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We have Locked On Nationals, Commanders, and Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey and I'll talk to you again next time.